If you listen to the first podcast I ever did, it was horrible as far as from an interview, you know, from any type of standpoint. And it's just repetition. You know, it's it's one of those things as I continue to do it, I got better and better and better. The equipment got better. And now here I am today. Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzcast show where we dive into the real-life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I'm your host, Travis Albritton, head of content at Buzzsprout, and you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday podcasters just like you share personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. Now, in today's conversation, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the host of AJ Nashville, Alex Jimenez, and I imagine you can figure out what AJ stands for, <laughs> but um, really had a great conversation uh, and really hit on a couple things that I think are really pertinent to every podcaster, no matter how big or small you happen to be. Um, you know, the importance of being able to share your raw story and connect with other people that have those shared experiences and seeing podcasting as a really unique opportunity to do that, that it's, it's very rare especially in the world of social media and the internet, to be able to be vulnerable and honest and real and to do that in with an audience and with listeners that are there to support you and to support the guests that you have on. And so we just talk about how cool it is that podcasting allows you to do that. And then also Alex shares a couple stories of you know, why he tries to use his podcast as a platform to give a voice to people that deserve to be heard. For instance, he talks about the importance of uh, giving veterans, you know, military veterans, an opportunity to share, to be able to connect, to be able to to be heard, and to not just kind of disappear into society after they've uh, finished their commission. Um, and so, just really great conversation with Alex. I think you'll get a lot out of it, a lot of inspiration, a lot of encouragement uh, from this particular episode. But when Alex had been thinking about starting a podcast to share his values and his message with others, he was kind of hesitant to get it going. But when he got a message from a friend, he decided it was time to pull the trigger. I decided to get into podcasting simply because I had a message. I I lived a life that, you know, I had ups and downs and and situations that weren't favorable for people, obviously. Um, And with that, I wanted to get that message out. I wanted to discuss things that had happened in my life and kind of have that transparency to hopefully help others be transparent about what's went on in their life. Uh, Physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, all those things I lived through, I've been through. And I really wanted to share that message with other people who may have the same issues and be hiding those issues. Uh, The thing that actually kicked off the podcast was the fact that, you know, I'm in the mortgage industry and I had a, a person that sent me a message on Facebook and they said, hey, you work with this person. And I looked and it happened to be a local real estate agent that I, I had done some work with in the past. And this person was bashing a potential client online. Um, and that really kicked off and gave me the motivation to actually start the, the, the podcast and start my first episode. So it was a goal of mine to start a podcast. My goal was to start a podcast by November 1st and do, I believe it was 22 episodes that I had set in mind to do. I made every excuse possible to not do a podcast because there's there's that self-fear. You know, what if I say something that people hear and, and they don't like it? Or what if I get judged? And this was really the opportunity to speak my mind 
and allow people to hear what it was I thought about the situation in a way that, hey, if I got judged, so what? It gave me a topic. It gave me a platform. And so I just dove all in from there. You know, it was, it was a perfect opportunity and it's, it's went well ever since. So, so when did you say that you started your podcast? It was... It would November 1st of 2017 okay. was the first episode. So, so take me back to you know, the, the weeks and the months leading up to it where you decided you're going to do it. This, this thing yeah. happened where now, okay, it's actually happening. Right. Uh, how long was that between when you decided to start your podcast and when you actually put your first episode out? Do you remember? Uh, I would say about a good, you know, the, the original talking about it was in the summer of 17. Uh, it was something, Hey, I want to do this. I'm going to do a podcast. And then it kind of trickled forward from there. The, the assistant I had at the time, he does a lot of, uh, recording as far as vocal recording. And so he had an idea of equipment that I needed, things like that. I started picking up equipment and really the equipment sat there for about three months collecting dust. You know, it was basic microphone. I was using my iPhone to record into, and everything was collecting dust until that one opportunity hit. And this was about a week before the first episode went up, which was on November 1st. Okay. So you, you so. had kind of been thinking about it and even got some gear and started getting ready. But then yeah. it was like, all right, now now this needs to happen. Right, right. It's, you know, here's the thing. When I go in, I go all in. And so I got prepped for it, but I wasn't mentally prepared. You know, and that's a scary thing. I think when it comes to starting your own podcast, it's like, okay, what am I going to do this on? And the nerves, if you listen to the first podcast I ever did, it was horrible as far as from an interview, you know, from any type of standpoint. And it's just repetition. You know, it's it's one of those things as I continue to do it, I got better and better and better. The equipment got better. And now here I am today. Yeah. And it's really cool to see uh, just listening through your archive of episodes Kind of, you definitely come off as being very vulnerable, very transparent, which definitely jives with kind of the message that you're trying to to share, of right. being willing to talk about things that not a lot of people really want to talk about, but it's it's part of people's stories and it's a part of what forms us and and makes us who we are. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think really helped you get comfortable on the microphone? Get comfortable sharing those, you know, skeletons in the closet that other people would want to cover up, knowing that. Anyone and everyone could listen to this potentially. So it's not like you're necessarily, right. necessarily keeping this with a couple of close friends. Like you're really broadcasting your life in a way oh, that yeah. most people would never even think about. Yeah. Well, so here's what it was. As I continued, my goal with my podcast was to help at least one person. And that was all it was. It was, hey, if I can reach one person, change one person's life, then I'm doing what it is that I was meant to do. So I started getting private messages, people saying, hey, your podcast has really helped me. You know, I grew up and I went through X, Y, and Z, you know, and this helped me feel better about what was going on in my life. And this helped me feel normal about what was happening to me. Not necessarily normal in the fact that what was going on was right, but normal in the fact that they weren't just the only person that's ever been through whatever it was that I had discussed that kind of hit them. So that really propelled me to the next level and say, you know what? I'm reaching people. I'm helping people. I need to keep doing this because if I don't, I'm going to miss somebody that needs it. Have there been any particular instances that really stick out to you of either people that you interviewed for your podcast or people that have reached out to you that really resonated with you and just reinforced that, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Keep on the path that you're on. You know, if you're having any doubts, any anxieties, you can just let those go right now because this is the validation that you need. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. So I went 33 years without knowing 
uh, my father and that side of the family. And they found me February of last year. Oh, wow. Well, they were able to catch up on my life listening to this podcast. So, you know, I, I didn't have to sit there and say, you know, at 14 years old, I did this. And at 18 years old, I did that. They could listen to my story through this podcast, which really told them, hey, this is everything you missed, you know, and, and I want to make it clear, they didn't miss things due to their fault. It's not like they deserted me. But to reintroduce somebody back into life, it's kind of like a story you've told time and time again, you get bored with telling it and you leave a lot of details out. Uh, I would say it's that and then a lot of people within different industries, you know, reaching out and saying, man, I was I was really down on my hopes and everything else. And I listen to your podcast and I follow you. And it's brought me to the level where I no longer, you know, where it was when I was feeling sorry about myself, I no longer have those feelings anymore. So, and I can't say there's necessarily an individual one because every single time someone mentions, hey, you know what, your podcast has helped me, it's it's a huge deal to me. A hundred percent. I know for me, yeah. whenever, because it's easy to just feel doubt, feel anxious, wonder like, you know, why do I keep doing this? Is this having an impact? Right. You know, all you see are numbers on the screen when you look at your stats. That's all you get, right? You don't get people's names. Yeah. Um, exactly. and, and podcasting is lonely. It's a lot of you in front of a computer trying to figure out what you're going to talk about, how you're going to talk about it, yep. editing the audio, you know, pushing it out. It, doing so, it's it's a lot of lonely work. And so having the having is. those interactions is really, is really inspiring because you know that all of that work was not for nothing. You know, the, the time right. and the effort you put in is making an impact and you are helping people. And that's, so that's why, you know, I, I think for me, hearing back from people to listen to my podcast is such a critical component of being able to stay in it and, and have a long mm-hmm. game approach and be able to continue to put out episodes on a consistent basis. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing when it comes to structuring episodes, everything I do is done off the way I feel. So I don't sit down and say, hey, the next 10 episodes are going to be X, Y, and Z, you know, which I think with better planning that they would go a little bit smoother. But, you know, I, I do it based on emotion about how I feel about things. And that's what I project, you know, and and when it comes to podcasting, like you said, the consistency to get up and say, all right, we're going to knock another one out. Mine's two times a week. And that's a lot, you know, so. There's been times where I say, you know what, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to give up. And then as soon as I say that, somebody reaches out and says, you know what, I listened to your podcast the other day and it really helped me. And then I say, darn it, now I can't quit. <laughs> so. Well, there goes that excuse. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right. and to say that you're busy would be a little bit of an understatement because most people yes. have nine to fives. That's kind of the normal gig for you know a working right. adult contributing society. But you're a business owner, so you yes. you don't clock out. Like it's even when you're not working, it's always going on in the back of your head. So, so Mm -hmm. how do you manage? And and I know there are people listening to this that, you know, feel strapped for time and they're wondering, how do I make time for this? I want to make time for this, but you know, how do I manage everything? So what does that look like for you and your schedule? Like how much time do you devote to the podcast uh, on a weekly basis? And then I guess kind of break down what that looks like. So my podcast episodes are between 18 and 22 minutes long. I try to cut every single one in one take without editing so I can save the back end time where I have to edit, clip, and do all the other stuff. Uh, what it looks like for me is necessarily it, – it, it's not consistent. It's when do I have time to actually get this done? It's in my head that Friday's podcast is going to post on, say, 
Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to go ahead and record it and get it locked in. I'm going to look at Friday's weather and I'm going to say, hey, it's going to be gloomy Friday. So when I get on there and I talk about the gloomy day on Friday, I hope it's gloomy on that Friday. <laughs> uh, so I rely on my weather man or woman heavily. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'll get in there and, and make sure that I, you know, one thing I did is I started a, a database of extra episodes because life takes over. I travel a lot. I do a lot of presentations. I'm running for alderman in my city, which in other cities is kind of like the city councilman. Uh, I've got two toddlers. You know, I've got a lot going on. So I have to have a bank of episodes. So I encourage people to pre-record several episodes. This way they're able to have those in a bank so you don't miss it. Because one thing I found is when you start missing episodes, it's kind of like your favorite television show. If you get on TV and it's Monday at 5 and your show doesn't come on this week – and next week you go to do the same thing and it doesn't come on then, people are no longer going to tune in. They're going to find a different show to watch. No, I think that's very wise. You know, I, I try and stay – my goal for my podcast is to stay around three weeks ahead. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not going based on the weatherman to decide how I'm going to, you know, <laughs> intro the show or what I need to talk <laughs> about. Uh, they're, they're, they're not necessarily locked in time that way. Um, but yeah. it, it is true. Like, just life takes over. Or – the worst thing happens, you get a mild cold, which happens all the time, and it's like, now I can't talk, <laughs> which is literally the only thing that I'm doing is talking into a microphone. Um, so, right, so you can right. kind of insulate yourself from the variables of life uh, by planning ahead. Yeah. We had a time, uh, there's new construction going on all over in the city that I live in, and directly across the street, they're building commercial buildings. Well, they had a backhoe that cut the internet for the whole office complex. And it was down for three days because they had to dig into the ground to fix it. And luckily, my equipment is fairly portable. I was able to take it home and upload it there and get it done there. I mean, but stuff like that happens, and it's way out of our control. So, you know, that's the one nice thing I like about Buzzsprout is you can set those ahead of time to where they'll they'll post, you know, a week from now, two weeks from now, whatever it is, and then I can post them to social media from my mobile app. Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of the of the scheduling tool for sure. So you said something really interesting that I wasn't expecting, um, that you're uh-huh. that you're running for alderman. I'm curious how much of the drive to do that is linked to the drive or the motivation that you have to share your story and then highlight other people's stories. Like, are those two things linked in some way? They are. So I want to be the voice for the people that can't speak loud enough. And I want to be the leverage for the people that feel like they have none. And in my city, you have a lot of people that complain about a lot of things, but there's not the engagement with the city and its citizens. So my goal is to be that voice to speak up for the the person that doesn't feel like they can be heard. So absolutely, there's definitely a connection in the two. It's funny because I thought about doing a spinoff podcast called Spring Hill Summary, where I talk about what's going on in politics in Spring Hill on a weekly basis. Uh, it, it's nothing that's set in stone or anything like that yet. But yeah, I mean, I, w- I want to connect the two. There's there's no question about it. Yeah, because my next question was going to be, what would AJ Nashville look like if you you actually became Alderman and, and started kind of having more yeah. connections like that and, and how you see it evolve potentially? Because like, I know whenever you're kind of podcasting and laying out the long-term view for where you're trying to take it or what kind of things you want to try in the future, you're always thinking about new opportunities or new things you want to try. So, like, what are what are some oh, yeah. things that you've thought about maybe incorporating uh, in the near or you know even distant future to kind of branch out and maybe try some different things with your podcast? 
So some of the things that I'm looking to do is uh, I have several friends that are police officers, drug task force agents, DEA, uh, ATF agents, and I want to kind of branch out and do some more of the public awareness, public safety, how to protect yourself, things like that. Uh, I really enjoy talking about, you know, the underdog, the the person that went through some hardship and they're having great things that are not ha- happening with their life. I really want to stay driven with this particular podcast towards that. I do have another podcast, which I have already launched. It's called The Drunk Infidels. <laughs> and it's it's because I work with so many veterans that it, it's a podcast where I'll be a little more explicit, where you know some of the stories we tell and things like that are, are stories that will engage with people that can relate to those things. We find that military personnel, you know, they tend to have the same kind of humor. And that's not necessarily, I don't want to tie up the humor that's explicit and more derogatory with something that's supposed to be motivational. So I am splitting it. I'm actually going to trim down to once a week instead of the two time a week podcast. I do have a sponsorship fulfillment that I need to complete first. And after that, we're going to trim it back. So um, branching out though, I I really want to get, you know, continue with the message, but get some of the public safety people involved this way. It's, it's also affecting people that, Hey, how do I protect myself? How do I protect my home? Things like that. Well, what I think is so cool about that is because you have a podcast, you have a platform to be able to share those ideas and to spread those messages, yeah. right? Like, you know, go back 15, 20 years before social media, before YouTube, before podcasting. Like if you wanted to, you know, if you knew people that had expertise that you wanted to share, the only way you could really do it was with a blog and just hope that people yeah. found your particular website. But now with podcasting, you can put episodes up. People can stumble on it. They can find it. They can share it with people. And now you have a platform for, for anyone to be able to share something that they're passionate about and something that they think is important. Um, it, it's, so it's right. just so cool to see that merely having a podcast and having an audi- audience of dedicated listeners that love tuning into you week in and week out gives you that ability, mm-hmm. gives you that ability to, to reach people on a personal level and help make their lives better. Right. And it, it really reduces the gatekeeper. So here's the thing. If I come to you and say, Hey, Travis, you know, I want to, I want to do business with you. Let's do business together. You're going to say, dude, I don't know who you are. Please go away. But if I come to you and say, Travis, I got a podcast. I think you'd be an awesome guest for that podcast. Do you mind coming over to my studio and we'll sit down and talk and do a podcast together? There is still the perception that podcast equals some sort of 15 minutes of fame. You know, when people say, Hey, I was on a podcast, everyone's like, congrats. That's awesome. Like, can't wait to hear it. That also allows me to influence their sphere of influence because they're hearing the message because they're tuning into the person that they're interested in hearing, which is their friend. So from a sales standpoint, any sort of sales, it really gets you past the gatekeeper and puts you in the sphere of influence of other people. Well, and you know, people that are important, people that you want to make connections with, uh, they're not just like looking for people to give away their free time to, you know? So you can't just right. dial them up and be like, hey, can I have an hour of your time because, yeah. <laughs> because I want to talk to you? Like, no, nobody's going to do that. The person the person exactly. who has no business and, and really doesn't have anything to offer is still not going to do that. Right. But when you say, hey, yeah. when I talk to you, we'll record it and make, put it on my podcast and you'll be you know, pod famous, then everybody's all for yep. it. It's, it's cool how that works. Just, just that little line, I want to bring you on my podcast, yeah. really opens a lot of doors. And, and anybody can start a podcast. Here's the great thing affordability of hosting platforms like Buzzsprout and equipment that you can purchase through, you know, Amazon, Walmart, wherever it is you want to purchase your equipment. You don't have to have top equipment to get started. 
you can have very basic. And what people don't typically realize is a lot of the equipment is impacted with the environment around it. So you can have the best microphone, but if you have walls that are sounds bouncing off, it's going to sound horrible. So you can really do it in a friendly budget and, and set up, you know, the best podcast that you can. I mean, your message will turn into something which will attract people, which in my case will allow for sponsorships to pay for better equipment. Right. And I know that the gear can be so intimidating, especially when you're first getting mm-hmm. started, when you have zero knowledge and you're starting from square one, right. you're thinking, okay, if I'm going to have a podcast, I need a microphone. And then you find out there's like 3,000 microphones. You know, oh my goodness, I'll never get to the bottom of this. Like, which one should I buy? Yeah. And especially if like, unless you go to a music store or somewhere that actually has microphones, you can't really try them. So you're just reading other people's opinions and hoping that YouTube audio is accurate and that it'll sound for you just like it did for them. Um, right. But, but you're right that it's really the, the affordability of the equipment that you need to start a podcast as as really opened the door for so many people to 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 start creating content where otherwise that would have been impractical. Um, but then even right. just remembering that, you know, and I'm I'm sure you can uh, attest to this. People don't listen to your podcast because you have a really nice microphone. Like that's not right. that's not the reason that they listen to your podcast. You don't want it to be distracting. Exactly. You know, you don't want to be recording right. in a cave with a waterfall in the background on your iPhone. <laughs> but you know, but the the reason that people tune in week in and week out is because of the stories that you share and because yes. listening to your podcast makes your life better. A hundred percent. I listened to a podcast one day. I was flying to Dallas and it was a podcast a lot of people spoke about. And so I said, you know what? I need to download this and I need to listen to it. And as a podcaster, the first thing I noticed was the, the audio was really tingy. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I can listen to this. That's because I'm a podcaster. When I started to listen to the message, I'm like, wow, but I really like this message. And guess what? The tinginess went away. So you're 100% right. If you deliver a message, people will listen to it, even if they connected a cup to a string to another cup. If they can hear it and they want to hear it, they will hear it. <laughs> I love that. I love that image. <laughs> talking through cups across a string. With a yeah, cup, yeah. Nah, that takes me way back to my childhood, man. <laughs> yeah, that was the greatest yeah. thing ever. So. I, I felt like I had invented you know, something that would change the world. Podcasting. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, so yeah. I want to talk about kind of the business side of your podcast. So, so this is, as far as I understand it, AJ Nashville is kind of a part of building your personal brand to, to yes. raise your awareness, to kind of differentiate yourself from the other real estate, uh, agencies that are in your area. So talk about how those yep. two things intertwine that kind of the podcast does stand on its own. Um, and you don't have to be in the right. market f- to buy or sell a property to get something out of it, but right. you do leverage that to actually acquire clients. So talk talk to to me about what that process looks like and how you're using podcasting as a tool to help your business. So here's the greatest thing. So I handle the financing side of things and nobody wants mortgage. The last thing anybody wants is debt. You know, but we talk about some of the ins and outs from time to time of what's going on in the market, you know, why something's being impacted. We did a, a special episode with the government shutdown one time where we talked about how that's going to impact certain government products. But most of all, it gets me in front of some of these top producing real estate agents. Because when you pick up the phone and say, hey, I want to speak to XYZ, you know, multi-million dollar a month producing agent, the secretary is saying, okay, I'll have her give you a call or I'll have him give you a call when they're when they're available. Guess what? They're never available. Not because they don't have time. They just don't have time for you. So when I'm putting out this podcast, people are seeing it and they're seeing the brand and they're seeing it happen two times a week and they're seeing the great reviews. 
And what that's allowing me to do is now pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm interested in talking to, to ABC person about doing a podcast. Can you pass over my information? Well, what that's done is with the branding and the podcasting, and the positive reviews is they're looking at that and saying, hey, I've got time. When can I come out? You know, I've got some top producing agents that have volunteered to drive 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half just to be on my show. You know, so I've used that to kind of penetrate that portion of the market. But most of all, it drives home my passion, you know, and it lets people know I'm a person. I'm genuine. Yes, I have a business, but I care about people. And that's huge. Well, and at the core of every business is somebody trying to solve somebody else's problem, right? And and it right. it can feel impersonal, especially when you think about customer service more in the the frame of you know your cable company that never picks up the phone, yeah. and they they mess with your bill, and they're like, well, we just hope they don't notice, and we'll just keep overcharging them, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I may have been burned a couple times. That might be where that's coming. Yeah, from. exactly. Um, I, I know the but, feeling. <laughs> but no, so it is really cool that you can use your podcast to kind of highlight the side of yourself that people wouldn't necessarily see in a normal business interaction or if they're just running through you to get, you know, the, the final a- financial aspect of their mortgage approved or things like that. Um, right. Well, people, people buy people. So here's the thing, you know, somebody wants to buy from a person they like, something they believe in, someone they believe in. And so it's easier for me to say, hey, here's my story. Here's who I am. And for people to look at it and say, you know what? I like that guy. I want to do business with that guy because the message he sends is the same message I like to receive. And so, and that goes with anything. I really truly believe like people buy people. So you mentioned earlier that uh, kind of one of your core audiences that you, that you try to serve uh, both within your main podcast and then also your spin-off podcast is veterans. So maybe talk to yes. me a little bit about where that passion comes from and then the kind of impact you've been able to have in the veteran community. I take a lot of pride and take a lot of protection for my veterans. Veterans have went out, they've served our country, they've provided us with the freedoms to do things like podcasts that are uncensored. We can say what we want, we can do what we want, as long as what we're doing is within the law. It's because of veterans we're able to do that. I have a brother who's 100% disabled veteran, United States Marine Corps, another brother that's a Marine as well that just got relocated to Okinawa, Uh you know, a a large percentage of my business is with veterans. But the biggest thing is I feel as an American citizen, it's my responsibility to give back. And so I do fundraising events. And sometimes I talk about those in my podcast, you know, and it's, it's selfless. I don't go in there and say, Hey, this is, you know, AJ Nashville, please send me your business. I go in there and say, I'm a citizen of the United States of America that cares about our people. And so I'm able to impact that and people get that message. And here's the big thing, you know, This is an example from the past weekend. There was a gentleman who had posted on a buddy of mine's Facebook post, and it was a grim post that he put in there. I didn't know the guy. Immediately, I sent him a a message, and I said, hey, man, you okay? This guy's on a suicide watch list. He's an Army veteran. And reaching out and being able to touch that person and say, dude, I'm with you. I've been through the same thing. Not only does it inspire me to continue to push forward. But I was able to say, man, look, I've been through the same thing. I'm not trying to pitch this to you, but listen to my episode 10. I talk about exactly what I went through that you're going through right now. Maybe we can have some, you know, some points where we relate and become friends. This guy lives in Michigan. You know, I'll never do business with that man, but I am a, a human being. I'm a citizen of this country that he fought to protect. And so it's my responsibility to protect those people. Yeah. I'm very, I, I apologize. I'm extremely passionate about, I mean, 
my office has a flag in front of it. My house does. I help veterans do promotions. I use my podcast to leverage that. I've got a, some veterans here locally. They're Purple Heart recipients. I'm going to put them on the podcast and push their message out there and help them record videos and commercials and edit them and everything else just to help them. No, you're not bringing me money. You're not doing anything like that. You know, shake my hand. Let's drink a cold beer together and, and let's, let's help each other. So nothing to apologize for, man. (laughs) Uh, no, but, but what I love about that, you know, in addition to just really, uh, taking advantage of the opportunities you have to be selfless is seeing how the impact that you have in podcasting greatly exceeds the podcast itself. You know, that, that because you, you're able to share those stories, have those kind of interactions, connect with people, and you're not just some random person like that. They have some sense of who you are, and if they listen to your podcast, they, they feel like they know you and that they can trust you. Right. That opens doors right. and it gives you opportunities to make real differences in people's lives mm-hmm. beyond just something they can listen to for 20 minutes twice a week, you know? Right. Yep, for sure. So, And that falls back into the alderman position, you know? My drive for that came when I was speaking to some local police officers, and they said, hey, we need this to change. We need that to change. And so it's, you know, it all kind of flows in together. So, and and that's the great thing about podcasting, you know, the message that you send is a genuine message that people can pick up on, especially veterans. Veterans can read a line of BS from a mile away. Yeah. Yes, they can. (laughs) I've worked, I've worked with, uh, with a lot of military personnel and, and they're straight shooters, man. They'll tell you, they'll they'll say it, they'll say it like they see it a hundred percent. Yep. Exactly. So, so you've been podcasting for, you know, over a year at this point. And mm-hmm. you've definitely grown just on on the mic as well as technically. What were some of like the biggest hurdles just from the podcasting perspective itself that you had to overcome or things you had to learn or get better at? So, you know, that, and that's a great question. I was fortunate. I was hosting my podcast on a different site. It was twice as much. It didn't have as much reach. And I was doing some digging. And I found Buzzsprout. And you were able or Buzzsprout was able to put me on many channels that I wanted to be on. I wanted to be able to tell people, you can hear me on anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And and Buzzsprout really allowed me to do that. But in addition to that, you know, some of the hurdles I went through is is coming up with content. You know, that's difficult. I have 116, I think, or 117 podcasts. It's hard to come up with 117 things to talk about for 18 to 22 minutes each time, you know? Uh, and that was a huge hurdle. The other thing was, is the criticism. So here's the thing. We love the good comments. We love the people that are like, oh, that's awesome. Keep doing it. Keep pushing. Keep doing this. The ones we don't like is, you know, well, that one sucked because of this or this one was bad because of that. But it comes with the the territory. The one thing I watched the other day, and I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but I happen to catch this on television. And that was a famous person saying, you know what? I did something that nobody else should do. And that's, I read the comments. I'm not famous by any means, but I need to ignore the comments because I need to keep my enterprise. I need to keep driving forward. And what I tell people's chin up, shoulders forward, keep pushing, you know? So that was some of them. The other ones were, you know, I went from having a co-host to losing a co-host. And so now I'm not talking to somebody. I'm talking to a microphone that becomes very awkward after a while. And so I had to start writing notes. So I had a, a, map, so to speak, of how my podcast was going to be directed. And so I went from everything off cuff to actually writing things down. You know, and it's, it's like anything, 
you know, if you're a weightlifter, you may start off bench pressing 150 pounds and in two years you're bench pressing 300. You didn't get there overnight. You kept pushing, kept driving, kept failing, kept improving, kept succeeding, and now you're pushing 300. Yeah, I feel like everyone can relate, especially to the content creation and coming up with the ideas piece of it. Because like, I know yeah. I know for me personally, like I I do Buzzcast, you know, how to start a podcast. And then before I worked at Buzzsprout, I also had my own personal podcast. And and that one, I think, just crossed 230 episodes. So again, it's like, what wow. you just feel like you, you run out of things to, to talk about. Like, how do, how do you keep coming yeah. up with stuff that's not a repeat of what you've already done? So what does that process look like for you? Like, how do you generate new ideas th- for your podcast? So I'm a very off-the-cuff idea idea person. I'll drive and, and I think when I drive and I think when I'm sitting and, and I'm a thinker, I lay in bed at night, I have a hard time sleeping and I sit there and I think about things. And so like, I have one coming up where I'm talking about forgiveness. Well, that's because I was sitting there thinking about uh, my mother passed away in 2016. And we had some difficulties against each other and some issues with forgiving each other for some things. And so that really brought to me that, hey, you know what, this is something that a lot of people have difficulty with. So my next podcast is going to be on that. And so that's literally what I do is I sit there and I think about things. And then I look back and I say, okay, is this, re- is this a repetitive message from the one before? And so I'll look back at some of the titles. You know, one of the hardest things that I have to do is figure out a title for a podcast. That's difficult. You know? <laughs> but um, I just think. And then when I find something, I write it down and I write down a pathway to it. I have a, a notebook in my phone. So I'll, I'll type it in Evernote or something like that. This way, I'm able to go back when I say, I don't have a podcast today. I go back and I read not what I wrote from a directional standpoint, but the emotion that I wrote it in. Because if I can't tell my podcast in the same emotion that I was feeling when I reflected and decided to do that, then it's not going to come over as genuine as I want it to. Well, and that's really unique because most podcasters don't go to that that level of detail and intention. Right. When they're recording, it's yeah. I have this list of information I need to get get across, or I have a story I want to share, but it's more of like mm-hmm. a narration and not like let right. me put you inside of my my brain and take you to yeah. how I was feeling. Um, yep. Well, but, but that that lets you feel, you know, if you if you've ever been dumped by a significant other, you know you know how it hurts and how it feels. And so when somebody else is telling you about the time they got let go by a significant other, they're feeling that pain and they're feeling that through your voice. You know, we've all listened to a sad country song or a sad R and B song or something like that. And you feel it and you're like, wow, that guy's dog died. His girlfriend left him, (laughs) you know, and, and you feel that. And that's part of storytelling, you know, it's putting people in that position and letting them feel that emotion bleed through your voice. And I think that's a huge component in having a successful podcast, whether you have five people that listen or 500,000, those five people must maybe the most interested people that you have that, that engage. So. No, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Now looking back on your journey, is there anything that you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I can't say, well, I can't say I wouldn't have hosted and, and put all my other podcasts <laughs> on one particular platform. And, and that's, that's God's honest truth. So my site and everything is engaged with one particular host. And I can't get rid of that host because there's so many different levels that they're on and that they're connected that I can't get rid of it without going back and paying my web developer to do it and without pulling it from different platforms and everything else. So yes, uh, that and you know, I, I would have planned better. 
I would have had five episodes, you know, ready to launch before I launched my first one. Uh, I would have a person that's, you know, can help me with engage with some ideas, not for the podcast, but the description, the titles, you know, verbally, I'm great. You tell me to put my ideas down on a piece of paper. I can't, you tell me to write down a recap what we just talked about. I can't do it. It's just not me. So, you know, preparation, I think is one of the things that, I mean, I think it leads to that being better prepared to do this and to do the podcast and take it seriously. And here's the thing I'll tell you, don't look at the numbers. You know, your, your thing says, Hey, you had five listeners this week or 500 or 5,000. Don't pay attention to that because if one of those five people are listening and you're impacting one of those five people or 50 people or 500 people, you're still impacting somebody. So keep going with your message and don't let the numbers discourage you. No, I think that that's so important. So, so, so important. Um, cause it's, there are a few ways to like tangibly measure how your podcast is doing and, and looking at the download numbers, looking at your listener count, that's probably the easiest way or the simplest way to kind yes. of measure is what I'm doing working. Um, but it's really the least, it's the least good option. That doesn't make any sense, but yeah. you know what, you know what I'm talking it, about? It's the least yeah, productive. Like it, yeah. There's nothing that helps you stay motivated, stay inspired, stay focused on what you're passionate about, stay focused on the reason you started your podcast other than just like, right. okay, that episode did better than this other episode. So maybe people want to hear about that one more, or maybe there's something that I did yeah. differently with this one that I could replicate in the future. Beyond that, download numbers only serve to make you frustrated because no, yes, nobody's absolutely. downloads grow as fast as they want them to. That's like the universal question in podcasting. How do I make my audience bigger? Welcome to the club. Right. Everyone's asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> but but I just don't think and it's an easy question to ask and it's something that, you know, we think will will validate, okay, I should continue doing this podcast cuz I see that the, my audience is growing. But you would never think of yourself as being more effective as a human being because you had three times as many Facebook friends as your neighbor. Like that's not how you right. would ever measure yourself in real life. But for some reason when it comes to podcasting or any kind of online content creation, that becomes the metric that we look at to determine if someone's a success or a failure. And it's just it's just really not a good reflection of the truth. Well, and I think that's forced by society. So you brought up a good point. You're talking about the amount of friends you have compared to your neighbor. Okay, it's cool to have 5,000 friends, but what if your neighbor has 500 real friends, you know? And that's the difference. I mean, not every a BMW M5 is not for everybody. But if that's your passion, that's what you want to drive, that's what you want to talk about, then talk about it because the people that want to hear about it are going to tune in. And the people that don't, it's okay. It's natural deflection. Keep pushing. Yes. And and recognizing that the the cool thing about podcasting is that you get to have a really deep, intimate, honest relationship with the people that listen to your show. Way more right. so than really any other medium out there, more than video, more than than written word. You know, I, I don't know my, you know, the, the movie stars that I enjoy watching. Like, I don't know. I don't know Tom Cruise, even though he does some really crazy stunts from time to time. And I think that's it's fun to watch. But the right. podcasters that I listen to, I feel like I know them. I feel like I've known them for years yeah. just because they're always in my ear and I'm always hearing about what's going on in their life. And so and they're, they're not playing a character. So Tom Cruise in Top Gun played a character. He was Maverick, you know, but that's not Tom Cruise. That was a scripted character that he played. So your people in your podcast, your Travis's, your Alex's, your Jocko's, your Joe's, those are people that are genuine. So 
that's the other thing. That's why you know them better because they're not in character. Oh, I think that's a great point. I never thought about it like that, but that's totally true. That's totally true. Like you're yeah. you're getting the real person when you listen to somebody's podcast. Right. Very cool. Well, Alex, this has been fantastic. I hope you've had a lot of fun doing this interview. I've yeah, I've had a blast, great. and especially just appreciate your your willingness to share and to to dig into your story a little bit, and and also I think just reiterate over and over and over again that the the value of podcasting is not in the number of people that you can reach, but the depth of the impact that you can have on people's lives. And I think that's just a great a great point for everyone to take from from this conversation. And I've just yeah, I've absolutely. got one final question for you, and then then we'll wrap up. Uh, if you had a time machine that could take you back to the day before you started your podcast and you could only offer yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Never quit. That's an easy one. Never quit. No matter what happens, no matter what somebody says, never quit. All the times I made excuses, it's snowing out, it's raining out, it's sunny out, it's hot out, it's cold out. I could have quit, but I didn't. So never quit. If you enjoy hearing stories of people who have overcome failures in life and made something epic out of the lessons they learned, make sure to check out AJ Nashville at ajnashville.com and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, do you wish that you could be featured on an episode of Podcasting in Real Life here on Buzzsprout? Well, you totally can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes to submit your application. And if today's episode inspired you or resonated with you, I would love to hear what it meant to you. You know, the easiest way to do that if you have an iPhone is just to leave a review in Apple Podcast to let me know what you thought and also to really just help other people that come across the podcast see that it's worth listening to. Your reviews, your ratings make a really big difference in that way. And so I just want to thank you for, for doing that in advance. That is it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.